Welcome to episode 58 of Uncovering the Corners of the World podcast. I'm your host, Karina Kasmala, using research and my personal experiences where I actually set foot in some of these places, I'll be describing some of the unknown attractions in both the US and around the world. This week, we are traveling to Colorado. Colorado borders Utah, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming. It became a state on August 1st, 1876, and was given the nickname the Centennial State because it entered the Union 100 years after signing the Declaration of Independence. Our first attraction takes us to a castle that has twisty staircases and a staircase embedded in the outside wall of the castle. Located at 12705 CO-165 Rye in Colorado is Bishop Castle. Bishop Castle sits on a 9,000 foot mountain. What now looks like a castle started off as a cabin. In 1959, 15 year old Jim Bishop bought two and a half acre parcel of land surrounded by the San Isabel National Forest. He originally set out to build a cabin. Jim Bishop built the cabin with his father, Willard, and they had to figure out how to install running water into the cabin. Willard suggested putting in a 40-foot metal cylinder tank. And as they put the tank in, he built a stone wall around it, whereas Jim worked on the other walls of the cabin, building them taller. Many of his family friends often joked what he was building and whether he was building a castle. Eventually, Jim agreed with them. The Bishop Castle is considered a one-man project, as Jim Bishop built it himself. Not every part of the castle used stones. In one part, known as the Square Tower, it incorporated iron and steel. Today, visitors can tour and see the details and the precision in the architectural structure of the castle as well as the pathways through it, as each segment of the castle is connected by a twisty staircase or an elevated bridge. At the front of the castle, you may spot the head of a metal dragon. Admission to the castle is free, and it's open year-round. For our second attraction, we visit the Pueblos nested inside the canyons of a cliff at Mesa Verde National Park, located in Montezuma County, Colorado. The homes, built out of stone, easily blend in with the cliffs, making it almost difficult to spot them from afar. These cliff dwellings date back to about 550 AD. The ancestral Pueblo people originally built these homes out of poles and mud before constructing them out of rectangular sandstone blocks glued together with a mud and water mixture. Their homes were called pit houses and they were stacked two or three stories high. They were connected to other structures. Each room measured about six by eight feet 
There are about 600 cliff dwellings found in the park. However, 75% of the cliff dwellings had only one to five rooms each. Yet the largest cliff dwelling was known as the Cliff Palace and it held 150 rooms, 23 ceremonial rooms called kivas, and about 100 people lived in that section. The Pueblo people wore animal skins, warm shoes, and feathered cloth robes during the winter. They planted beans, corn, squash, and hunted deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other animals. Yet the animal they mostly relied on for their tools, food, and clothing was turkey. Besides hunting and tending crops, they also weaved baskets and created pottery. They lived in these cliff dwellings for less than 100 years, and by 1300 AD, their homes were abandoned. There is no definitive reason as to why they left. Some people claim that it was because they could no longer grow food on their land after exhausting the soil around it. And there was less animals to hunt. Other people claimed that they abandoned their homes because of social and political tensions, or perhaps to explore other places to live. Today, guests can take a guided tour or a self-guided tour of Mesa Verde National Park from May 1st through June 30th. Rather than drive or fly to our last attraction, we board a black steam-powered locomotive with 1880s-era coaches at 1882 Depot, located at 479 Main Avenue in Durango, Colorado. These locomotives are called the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad, and it weaves through mesmerizing, picturesque landscape and at the edge of cliffs to pass along canyons found within the two million acre San Juan National Forest. The train ride is about a 45 mile route between Durango and Silverton and climbs 2,800 feet, traveling 20 miles per hour. Along the train ride, the Animas Valley and Animas River can be seen against the San Juan Mountains backdrop. There is no Wi-Fi connection or cell service available on the trip. Visitors can also immerse themselves in the typical everyday life of a locomotive worker by reserving a locomotive cab ride and work alongside engineers and firemen who operate the locomotive. Visitors can also reserve a motor car ride and spend an afternoon learning how to maintain the rails with the maintenance of way crew. Besides riding the historical train, visitors can tour the Narrow Gauge Railroad Museum. Stepping inside the 12,000 square foot museum, it explains the history of the local railroad. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. To learn more about Bishop Castle, visit the website bishopcastle.org. Although I only shared a snippet of the history of Mesa Verde National Park, more information can be found on the National Park Service website under Mesa Verde National Park and on the website visitmesaverde.com. Lastly, to read more about the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad, visit the website durangotrain.com. Have a great week.